welcome to In My Mug episode 376 on Monday the 25th of January 2016. I am your host Stephen Layton. I always welcome you and we always start with the news. So some news. Um, first of all, thank you for all the emails asking why I'm suddenly not wearing red. So today I thought I would, well, I guess this isn't red but it's reddish. Um, but I've got a bit more red on. Yeah, a few of you have noticed I'm not wearing red so much. I'm not a stereotype. I am a stereotype. Um, I may not or may be a stereotype, but I'm not here. I'm in Ethiopia as this is being done. So uh, I, uh, this is my hologram version covering for me. And I'm very grateful. My hologram version is much better than the, uh, the normal version. And um, yeah, now I'm in Ethiopia judging the Taste of Harvest competition and also going to meet some producers out there. Very exciting, looking forward to getting some more relationships, if you like, in Ethiopia. Some more people that we're, we're buying more directly from. Uh, Africa is somewhere very much been focused on. Kenya we've done super well this year and I think we're going to be able to back that up again this, this coming year. And Ethiopia is somewhere that's been on my radar, so let's see what happens there. Direct relationships, we have some amazing Colombians coming through uh, in the next couple of weeks, some uh, really old favourites. Um, also more of the sugarcane decaf which is coming back on the site, so keep your eyes on the site and um, they'll be coming on super soon. A shortened news. Um, so focus on this week is a little video recorded while I was visiting this week's producer um, and it's been translated by Roland as Roland is currently learning Spanish. Um, so, uh, if everything's wrong, which I'm sure it will be, let's blame him. Si nosotros nos hemos decidido cultivar ya café, porque no teníamos asesoramiento, la empresa nos está facilitando asesoramiento y para agrandar nuestra producción. Por eso lo tenemos ya, como ustedes ven, ya está preparado ya para un hectárea. Cada año vamos a ir avanzando porque no teníamos experiencia, no podíamos meter de golpe. Como ya lo tenemos experiencia, ya este año posiblemente ya lo tengamos eh, alistado para dos hectáreas y al posterior en otros dos hectáreas vamos a ir avanzando porque tenemos terreno 10 hectáreas por falta de asesoramiento así lo hemos tenido chum monte a veces no estaba producción a veces no era así pero con este método es eh, a lo seguro entonces eh, por eso nos hemos decidido ya a trabajar por eso estamos hasta hoy ya como lo ven ya casi el 40% de crecimiento o sea, hasta agosto noviembre ya vamos a tener listo para plantar ya en noviembre sí. ha tenido buenos resultados no pues ¿Cómo? con esto vamos a tener el 100% Pues nosotros antes sin asesoramiento lo teníamos así chume, muy cerca. Pues aquí lo ve también ya la empresa, nos está asesorando, ya lo hemos 
separado, una planta lo hemos sacado, es más, eh, más despejado y va a dar más producción. Una línea de plantas a sacar del surco. ¿no? Entonces, eh, estamos yendo a lo seguro, no así como antes, trabajábamos así a nuestro criterio. Sí. Eso es en cuanto al proyecto, eh, estamos para avanzar más con la producción. Um, so this is a coffee that we've had before. We actually had last year as Vincent Paye, uh, but the year before it was called Coca Cabana, uh, as it's from the colony of Coca Cabana and a small group that were working together there. Um, but Vincent has stood out as somebody who is doing really good work, so we've actually separated his lot out of there and started to buy more directly. Um, the colony of Coca Cabana lies about 180 kilometers from La Paz and is in the heart, and I mean really in the heart of Caranave. Um, which is the producing region we buy so much coffee from and somewhere that I visit every year to go and buy from. Vincent, uh, Vincent Paye, uh, has been working hard and really been working hard to produce great coffee uh, and has become a little bit of a beacon of hope in, in, in Bolivia. He really is somebody who is standing out as doing all of the right things and he's taking on all of the right advice and um, doing super, super work. Um, the colony has a collection of small farms, there's, a, there's a, quite a group of growers there. Most of them tend to be around about five hectares, but Vincent is actually running with 10 hectares. And the altitude is around about 1600 meters above sea level. And um, it's a particularly good place to be growing coffee. They have good rains. Um, they don't get too much wind. They're fairly sheltered um, and fairly stable temperatures, which are all super important to be able to produce um, great coffee. Um, Everything, and I say everything, 99%, and I, I, I only say 99% because I can't be 100% uh, of the coffees that we buy from Bolivia are grown organically. Um, there is no access to chemicals or pesticides or anything like that. Um, and lots of the producers, for instance, Vincent is certified organic, although we don't carry an organic certification. So we don't shout about it being organic, but this is organic. This is properly organic. Um, Bolivia, the harvest runs from May to September. Um, with the main, you know, the main crop coming kind of June, July, um, everything is hand-picked, um, but very little processing is done on the farms in Bolivia. Um, this is processed as a film, film, a mill called Buena Vista, uh, and Buena Vista is somewhere where we buy lots of coffees from, and the processing is done by um, Pedro Rodriguez um, and uh, Daniela, his daughter, and Pedro Pablo, his son, who run the mill, and they have lots of people working for them as well. But they're the guys who've introduced us to um, to Vincent and the have, have fostered the relationship. Um, I met Vincent before, but I didn't realise because he was at the mill, and I met so many people, and I didn't know we were buying his coffee directly. But I actually went to meet him this year and spent some time with him and his family on the farm. And I've got to say, it was the highlight of the whole trip for me. Seeing somebody investing in new plant stock, uh, building infrastructure so he can do a better job, a holistic approach to the farm, so like really trying to do everything the right way and listening to the advice he's being given um, is really good. And, and also getting to meet his family. Um, his daughter was telling me a story that she used to hate the farm. She didn't like her dad being at the farm because it took, her, took him away from home. 
Um, but last year we did had a little video interview with, with him and she saw it on the internet at her school and was so proud that her dad had found this buyer in the UK that she started to get more involved in the farm and she's actually said she wants to um, be more involved in the farm and actually work with her dad on that. And I think this is just super, super exciting when you can kind of inspire a 13-year-old girl to be able to want to get involved in coffee. And there aren't enough female kind of workers in coffee farms and particularly in Bolivia and I just think it's a fantastic thing. So it's from Bolivia, it's from the colony of uh, Coca-Cabana, grown by Vincent Payi, uh, altitude of 1600 metres above sea level. This is a Ketura, it's a fully washed, um, sun and mechanical dried. Um, there's a big thing in Bolivia where you, they'll quite often just whap it in the dryer to finish it off because the temperatures can be quite varied and there's an awful lot of humidity. Um, and um, it's a delicious coffee. But before we do delicious coffee, we should do the map bit. Welcome to this week's map bit. I am in Stafford this time, not in America. Um, we are going up, up and away, and we were going up above Has Been Towers, and we're going down, 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 very near to deepest, darkest Peru. Uh, but we're going to deepest, lightest Bolivia. So there we've got South America, and we can see that whole Andean spine that runs along the left-hand side of South America. And, um, yeah, let's get down into the Bolivia detail. So we're going down, 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 down. It's a very slow down. You'll have to, uh, yes. Um, Bolivia is one of the, one of the delicacies is guinea pig. And they also eat armadillo, although I've never eaten either. Um, if I saw it on your menu, I would definitely give it a whirl. Um, I'm not afraid of eating silly things. So, here we're going to go and get... Uh, uh, thing. You see, the La Paz department that I was talking about is there, and to the east of La Paz is where we are. The lowest point is 90 metres, and the highest 6,542 on the Altaplana. Um, the lowest is 90 metres, that's because it's landlocked. Uh, Bolivia gave up its coastline in 1904 to the Chileans and have been trying to get it back ever since. I don't think they gave it back out of choice. They kind of had it a bit taken from them. But um, here we can see that wonderful town of Caranavi and the, the, the valley view. Um, it's just like Google Satellite was shining on us this day. And it's a good job because so many of the coffees that we have come from this region. Um, and just tucked behind a mountain there is... Uh, the uh, Vincent's farm. So you've got Vincent Payi there and there's some pictures of him and his nursery and all of the uh, plants that he's got ready to put in for new plant stock. This is unheard of in Bolivia. Um, it's really good to be finding a, a producer that wants to um, do those extra bits. And that was the wonderful map bit. So that was the map bit. It's now time for Roland's Daft Fart of the Week. It's funny that Bolivia is Stephen's favourite country to visit because did you know the sloth is native to Bolivia? I wonder if that's a coincidence. Hmm. I think Roland's been wooed again, isn't he? 
I didn't know the sloth was native to Bolivia. I've never seen a sloth there. I've seen plenty of sloths around has been, but never seen one in Bolivia. Right, it's time to wipe you on pause. It's time to go and get tasty and delicious drinks. And I will be back with you in just a second. We are back into the espresso. Why am I sitting in espresso? I'm very odd today. I'm very tired actually. I know what I need, more traveling. Um, so I love this coffee. I love this coffee for what it reminded me of last year and I'm really pleased it hasn't changed. And I have come up with the worst descriptor ever for it. Yellow. And it's corny, because it's like, it's sunshine in a cup, but it just reminds me of so many like yellow fruits. It's got a real yellow taste to it. It, like, it just reminds me of the color yellow. The espresso particularly. There's a really lovely like burnt toffee on the end as well, on the espresso, which is just amazing. Um, I've never found that on the cupping table either. Chris has done a good job with that espresso. Very good job. Into the milk. And I'm getting that toffee again. It's like a, like a cinder toffee. It's delicious. It's really sweet and sticky. You're getting the yellow fruit, like peaches, apricots, oranges. I know oranges aren't exactly yellow, but they you get the oranges. But that cinder toffee is just something else. Now, into the brood. And that's what I'm more used to. Sunshine in a cup. It really is yellow, yellow, yellow. Mangoes, it's got peaches, it's got apricots, and that orange is definitely there too. It's a delicious coffee, and it's consistent now. This is the second year of it doing this, and we bought everything from the farm from Vincent. Um, we actually shared a little bit with um, a coffee roastery that I'm now part of in Sweden called Drop Coffee, and they had it for their Christmas coffee, and everybody loved this coffee, and I know you guys are gonna love it too. Um, I love the difference we're making there. I love that Vincent is investing in the farm and really trying to improve things. And I love how delicious it is. Right, we are done here. We are getting out of here. I, uh, Hologram Steve is signing off by saying, life is definitely too short for bad